You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Lauren Oliver. Lauren is based in Kansas City and loves cooking and pop culture. She grew up acting in school plays, which led her on the path to starring in the ultimate performance, the American Girl Fashion Show. In addition to living out all of our AG dreams, Lauren especially loved the magazine and had a girl of today and bitty baby of her own. We are so excited to hear every single detail. Lauren, welcome to AGW. Hi. Hello, American girlies. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today, Lauren, and talk all things AG with you. But obviously, there's a few specific memories that we're going to get into. But um, it's just going to be really exciting, I think, to chat through some of your experiences with AG. I feel like we have a star among us right now. Yes. I cannot wait to hear all about your AG experiences, Lauren. And I will preface this with saying that we connected in the DMs over Instagram a few months ago. And it just makes me so excited and happy and like, just so grateful for American Girl bringing us all together. It's so cool to see how like everyone kind of engaged with it, like early on in their in their lives and how it's bringing us all back together now. And you have a really awesome, exciting story with it. Just very, very excited to chat today. I am too. I feel like you guys are overselling me just a little bit, but <laughs> I, I'll make up for it. Oh my God. I mean, Laura <laughs> and I are both Leos and we met Oh, you're a Leo too? Yeah. When's, when's your birthday? August 9th. Oh my goodness. We're all August Leos. I'm the 11th. I'm the 16th. I love so. it. I don't know how, if you were like this too, Lauren, but Laura and I both had like, I don't know, we would have been like children in show business if our parents allowed, which they did not like love to perform, love to costume. So I feel like you just lived out our dreams here, but let's start from the beginning. Lauren, what were you like growing up? Before I got to school, I was super shy. My mom actually told me that they started me in kindergarten later than they would have liked to just by like one year. I started when I was six instead of five. I just wasn't very social. But I would say when I got to my teens, probably just a little bit before that, I really started to become more outgoing. And I like performing. That was something I like to do in school, like school plays. It was just like a slow progress into being a, a kind of boastful, outgoing child. <laughs> um, and I feel like I've I've hit the good mellow in between. <laughs> yes. So, sounds yeah. like <laughs> a sounds like a Leo to me for sure. <laughs> right. Do you remember what school plays you did growing up? I know in seventh grade we did Hello Dolly. We That's did a good fill, one. we did filler on the roof in sixth grade and then Oklahoma in eighth grade. But we Whoa. yeah, we were fancy. 
we had mics and everything. They put a lot of money into stuff like that, which I guess it's good that kids have a good arts education as well as everything else, because a lot of people thrive in arts and that can lead to careers in that profession. So I've never met somebody else who was also in the musical Hello, Dolly, but I was in that when I was in the seventh grade as well. And, uh, honestly loved it. I feel like it's where my love of Barbara Streisand originated. Um, But like, I remember at the time when we were doing Hello, Dolly, I was like, what is this musical? I've never heard of it. Because it wasn't like, when you're 12, it's like, you've heard of like, The Sound of Music and like, you know, like, Wizard of Oz. Poppins. Yeah, stuff like that. And like, Hello, Dolly seemed like out of left field but I like had never met anybody else who has been in it so I'm I'm glad we have some camaraderie there (laughs) I don't even remember the plot at this point I don't like wasn't she a matchmaker yeah she was was a matchmaker (laughs) oh my god I just remembered this one year for a dance recital my dance class did put on your Sunday clothes from Hello Dolly and we all wore these like amazing satin and taffeta like 80s prom dresses or like pageant dresses who knows mine was like this white floor length like super floofy taffeta gown and it was incredible I look like a wedding cake but I loved every second of it I had forgot all about the song put on your Sunday clothes until you just mentioned it no me too I was like oh yeah that 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 was a jam, wasn't it? <laughs> right? Oh my god. That might be my my life motto. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Isn't it like dressing up when you feel when you feel down and out? Yes. Like when you're not feeling yeah. your best. Wasn't that the the vibe of it? It was. <laughs> it was. And you know, I remember like learning that song for, and probably who was teaching us how to sing it was like a guy who like seemed a million years older than me, but was probably like 20 when I was like 12. And like, we were being (laughs) such assholes about it and like not paying attention. And like, I I, immediately when you said put on your Sunday clothes, I was like transported back to like the little like place where they'd put on these shows that I was doing and like being in like a a group of people like huddled around a little script (laughs) trying to learn the words while like a bunch of like preteen girls put this guy like through hell. Um, (laughs) But that's beside the point. (laughs) Um, but besides like performing arts, um, Lauren, were there any hobbies that you had as a kid that you remember specifically being super into? Um, I liked to bake because that was something my grandmother loved to do. And I would look through her cookbooks all the time. Sports wise, I, I did a year of basketball and then I did tennis lessons for two years And that was another thing um, that was kind of motivated by my grandmother. I don't think I was ever really interested in that. Um, She liked watching Venus and Serena a lot. I'm just not a very athletic person. Every now and then my (laughs) mom and dad will bring it up and they'll be like, yeah, you're really good. I was like, I didn't like it. Like, (laughs) I wanted to be inside, like, doing something else, but not so much a reader, except maybe American Girl, obviously, but just mostly um, (laughs) cooking, a little bit of reading, begrudgingly sports. Um, (laughs) I, I do still love to cook and bake. 
I remember one recipe from the American Girl magazine that was like stained glass sugar cookies. Yes. Yeah. You were supposed to like make kind of like window panes with sugar cookie dough and they're just going to melt the candies in between. And I always wanted to do that. But my mom was like, that's so messy. No, no. (laughs) You just brought back such a strong memory for me. I could envision it on the page. I have a bunch of old AG magazines. And if I have it in my collection, I'll send it to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's just, I don't know why I remember those in particular. I feel like they're always putting the messiest or the grossest crap (laughs) in those magazines. So your mom would be like, no, we're not going to make this. Like, what are you talking about? Right. I know. I like how all the like recipes too, or like the craft projects are always like, get an adult to help you. Like, (laughs) don't, don't burn your house down. Seriously. (laughs) Right. They're like, we put a disclaimer there that you should do this with an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Getting into the AG of it all, I guess. What was your earliest memory of American Girl? Lauren and how do you remember first being introduced to the world of American Girl honestly I can't pinpoint the exact moment I think it was first with the books just like seeing them at the library and yeah just picking them up um I am black so Addie was kind of just the go-to and looking back those stories were so sad and I can't believe I read them as like a seven eight-year-old child but I think definitely first the books I I don't know how I received a catalog but we did get the catalog and then eventually I think my mom gifted me maybe two years subscription uh for the American Girl magazine so I think it was just something that my mom saw that I was enjoying and she's like okay well let's get the catalog and then let's do the magazine I definitely love the magazine like that was when that would come in the mail I was just like okay go into my room don't bother me (laughs) (laughs) and then when I was eight one of my classmates told me about how they were holding American Girl auditions in the city. I didn't really know what it was about. It was for the American Girl fashion show, which was put on something called the Junior League of Kansas City. The structure of the show was that there would be six girls who would be models and then six girls who would be actresses. And then the play part would take place. And then in between some of the scenes, the girls the model girls would come out and model the life-size clothing that went with the dolls wow wait only 12 (laughs) like how many girls were at the audition I remember at least I mean not as much as 100 I'd say maybe like 50 to 75 wow I'd say yeah and then they did it more than one day so I think it was there was a couple different dates oh my goodness Um, yeah wow all right Lauren I I underscore what I said we are amongst a star oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) um in all honesty there aren't a lot of black people in the Kansas City like or Kansas suburbs so I think that kind of contributed to it like just I'm just being honest. I am pretty outgoing. Mm -hmm. I probably did do a good job. But um, I remember, and it's actually kind of funny, I brought basketball because that same fall, my mom was like, we're going to sign you up to play basketball. And then 
we got a call that they wanted me to be in the American Girl show, fashion show. So obviously I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do basketball. And <laughs> it was, I remember feeling really awkward because the girl who let me know about it. And it's crazy now to think, because how did my mom even find out about it too? Because we don't have, we didn't have the internet. I don't know if it was put into the newspaper, but just getting all those girls together, like, I feel like pre-internet is just yeah. like, how do people hear yeah. about this? But I the, know. Girl who, <laughs> the girl who told Marketing me Marketing was it, so hard back then. <laughs> I know. Like, how <laughs> did they announce it on the radio? Like, did they? Because I don't think it was a nationwide thing. But right. the, girl, the girl who told me about it, she wasn't cast. And I really, I always felt oh, kind of no. awkward about it. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever have a conversation with her after the fact? No, because like when you're eight, like what do you say? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, Fair. I mean, I just feel like in my mind, I was like, well, does she didn't get picked? Because she's, she wasn't really out. She didn't really talk a lot. She wasn't that outgoing. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, in my mind, I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't have the star quality that was needed for this. She wasn't up for the challenge and that's okay. <laughs> she couldn't cut it. She couldn't cut it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And now say more about how this was like part play and part fashion show because we we've talked to like actually two sisters that I'm friends with that were in an American Girl fashion show kind of came together in like a very similar way to the one that you experienced. But theirs was like very straightforward and it almost felt like very commercial in that it was like very much like an ad for American Girl like products and clothing. So they did like the bitty baby stuff and then like all the historic dolls and then some um girl of today stuff was your fashion show like more just like geared around the historic aspect of it or was it like a mix um it was a mix so the premise was that the six actor girls were all having a sleepover or slumber party and they I'm pretty sure they just came up with the script themselves because all of us kept the same names like I was Lauren everyone had the same name that they did in real life and then I remember each girl and this was um when there were six so uh Josephina had just been added and then I remember each girl would like have a moment with their model like the model would come out for a scene and they'd have like a heart to heart or something but it was definitely, it was all the historic girls. It was their clothing. And they didn't do every single outfit. They did the introduction outfit for all of them. The Christmas outfit, duh. That it has a Christmas <laughs> one. Yes. The nightgowns, uh, they, they did, um, all the girls did walks with those. And while they were walking, it was definitely commercial-like. They were like, this dress has you know ribbon trim or xyz and they would tell you like how much it would cost and where you could buy it and i'm pretty sure they like were if not they weren't selling the actual clothes there but you could probably order them like at the actual show yeah Um, and i think they had the school outfit too so like the introductory outfit the school everyone had like a school outfit right yeah or or maybe mm-hmm. that was just Addie. 
I don't no, know. They, they definitely <laughs> all did. But Addie's okay. was a very, very top tier memorable one, in our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the blue jacket. Yep. 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 Yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, her her fashions were definitely top tier. Mm-hmm. But uh for the photo um that I sent you guys that like first got this started, that was like our media day and we all got to pick uh what dress we wanted to like what we wanted to Ooh. wear. And I think I just chose Addie cuz that was the only one at the time that no one was trying on. Everyone like wanted to wear the Molly dress. Looking back, I wish I had maybe done the Josefina with like the shawl and mm. I really like that looked really comfy but yeah everyone dressed in their the outfit of their choosing and then we got our portraits taken it definitely was just yeah the historic ones they didn't go into the girl of today stuff and they didn't really actually sell the dolls really it was just more about the clothing and stuff like that now, do you remember like how long the play was? Like, was it an intense process that you were rehearsing for? Was it like a full length play? What was that like? Uh, we did have rehearsal. It was at least um, a couple days a week. And it was usually after school. And I still lived quite a bit of ways from where we would rehearse. So I remember like after school, I'd my mom would pack me a snack and then she would drive me all the way to the church. But it was probably, I want to say at least two months of prep. Oh, and wow. then I, I think, yeah, at least two months, I want to say. Yeah. And I remember a week or two before we started rehearsing at the actual theater that we were going to do it at. Um, but yeah, no, it was like rehearsal and dress rehearsal and like, and stuff like that. So yeah, looking back, it was kind of intense for yeah. an eight-year-old eight kid. <laughs> wow. Wow. And were you, like, enjoying, like, the whole process of learning, you know, all the aspects of the play and the fashion show and, like, the outfits? Or by the time it rolled around, were you like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to be oh, over. Yeah. <laughs> by the time it rolled around, I was definitely – I was over it. Um <laughs> It was just so time consuming. It was usually at least um, a weekend day, usually like a Saturday, an early Saturday. It was just, yeah, it was really time consuming and exhausting. But yeah, it was looking back, it was a blast. I, I, I remember meeting all those girls and just really loving getting to know them. And the girl who played the Addie model, two or three years later, we moved way south in South Kansas City to um, Overland Park, Kansas, where I'm originally from. And we ended up going to middle school together. Like, wow. the, the first day, like, the first day we were in the class, I was just like, I know that girl. And it only been like a couple of years. And then I asked her what her name was. And she confirmed and I was just, it was crazy. And then yeah, we we were in the same class, we were the same age, and we went to the same high school and graduated together. So it's that is beyond it's so crazy that that just happened to happen because all the girls involved, I actually didn't know anybody. I didn't go into it knowing anybody at all. A couple of the girls had participated in it before. And then a couple of the girls had like legit theater backgrounds. One of the girls um, who played the actor version of Felicity I want to say 
she was in the movie version of Hairspray. Um, oh my god oh wow <laughs> she had um i'm pretty sure she's still involved in broadway productions but she i remember looking up her name one time because i was like she was like super involved even at that time and i saw she was actually in hairspray and then the girl who was the model for Kristen, be- even before the american girl fashion show she was in an hbo film the hbo film called truman where Gary Sinise played uh, Harry S. Truman. Wow. And she played his daughter. Oh like, my God. She, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I'm not sure. I think it was partially shot in Missouri because um, Harry Truman was from Missouri. He like, he's known for being from here, his, mu- his museum's here. So I think they may have cast people from around the town. But wow. yeah, there, there were a couple girls. It was kind of intimidating. I was like, oh, I'm not a per- like these are professionals. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Did, did that like ignite anything in you that made you want to become a performer even more so after this? Um, I don't know. I, I think part of me has always felt like, what if I did, you know, go for it or go to a performing arts school or yeah, join a talent agency. But after that experience in particular, not really just because it was so it was so time consuming and yeah just exhausting by the time yeah fair how many performances were there I want to say at least three I want to say there was two in one day Mm -hmm. and then you know what there might have been four total I remember they all took place over a weekend Okay, good. So at least least it was reaching like a bigger audience than just like a one-off performance, let's say. Yeah. I want to say there was like a matinee and then a night performance and then maybe another one. But yeah, I'd say say three or four. Wow. I mean, for rehearsing for that long, I guess like it is (laughs) worth it to do a few shows. But your, your conundrum is the same conundrum I felt doing any kind of performance, which is like the buildup to it was just like so annoying with all the rehearsing and it was so time consuming but then like I loved the attention and I loved performing but then like those like days of rehearsal draining and stuff like that like you just be like the bad kind of outweighs the good um so I was having the exact same thoughts as you when I was a kid doing stuff like that because I was like (laughs) I want to be a star but then I was like but I'm um actually not wanting to spend this much time on it (laughs) yeah um I think that's when I realized my work ethic was really lacking. So, <laughs> I mean, not- at that age, who's is right? like up? Who's yeah. is good? <laughs> the girl in hairspray or in the German <laughs> movie? Yeah, that's either intense. hers or her parents. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now, what were the costumes like? Were they from the American Girl brand? So the clothes I wore, because we were all supposed to, like, we provided our clothes because since we were at a sleepover, it was just pajamas. Oh, okay. So stuff that we would wear. And I remember I wore um, kind of like a matching set. I remember Joe Boxer was big back in the day. So I had like a huge pair of like sleep pants, but I had to wear leggings underneath them. And then a t-shirt 
and yeah, that was, I wish looking back, I wish I'd had like a cute matching set. Like, but that's actually <laughs> what, that's what girls actually wear yeah. like, when they go to bed. So, and right. it was comfortable. So yeah, there you go. Gotta keep it accurate. Right. Um, they wanted a sleepover vibe. This uh, honestly, this sounds very similar. And I wonder if they were trying to go with like a very cohesive um, narrative, but Lindsay, perhaps you can recall that this sounds very similar to the American Girl review. Not like exactly, but like parts of it, like the idea of having like a sleepover group of Mm -hmm. girls. Like we interviewed an actor in the American Girl plays um, at the American Girl store in Chicago. And um, a lot of the elements, Lauren, that you're like talking about were elements that she also talked about um, performing with like definitely subtle differences because um, you know, her situation was like more uh, structured, I think as like a true like play with a very like narrative story all the way through, but it had like the elements of like the sleepover and like the group of friends. And then like sort of in the stories, like they would be um, reenacting like some of the, the, doll or character anecdotes rather so I feel like this is almost like a version of that a little bit oh my gosh I I've been to the or it's no longer there obviously the American Girl place in Chicago um my grandmother the one who usually spoiled spoiled me with the American Girl stuff she took me there and it was around Thanksgiving I remember, yeah, we went to the show. We had tea time. Oh, wow. I remember, <laughs> I remember it was Thanksgiving because one of the dinner options they had were was like a traditional turkey dinner. But they had like a high chair that you could put your doll or your bitty baby. And my gosh, just so <laughs> you're unlocking so many memories. Yeah. I remember there was like a salon and like I said, the theater. But yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is still there, but it's in a smaller location than the original store. So if you ever wanted to go back and pay them a visit, um, it's still there. They just moved to like a a different location, but they still have the salon and they still have the cafe. Um, But it is it's that's a lot for like a kid to beholds like in one right. place <laughs> it really is our friend patience over at vintage pleasant company on instagram posted uh a few months ago a video of somebody like going through the store in the early 2000s i believe and we've had a few uh, guests on the podcast describe the American Girl Place Chicago. I've never been before. Laura, you've never been, right? No, I've been to the new Chicago one new Chicago. or like the okay. newer one, but not uh, not the original Chicago one. Got it. Yeah. So we've had we've had a guest recently come join us and kind of walk us through what the American Girl Place was. And then afterwards I saw the video that patients had shared and I was like, oh my God, it's exactly like how Ashley had described. Um, but it seemed like such a cool experience. Do you remember how old you were when you went there for the first time? I want to say I was eight or nine. Yeah, oh I remember. That must have just been heaven. I was, yeah, I was super into it. We got super dressed up. Um God bless my Nana. She spoiled me rotten. She was the one, like I said, she, she bought me 
my bitty baby that was the first doll I had and then I got a the real life American girl where you ordered it to look like you oh wow um yeah uh and like you could they like made the modern outfits that you could have for yourself and your doll so it you it wasn't just like the historical ones but oh I miss her so much I was the only her only granddaughter so she definitely spoiled me a lot but um I remember going there and it kind of felt like when you see like Macy's in New York like there was just so many stories just going it like just was all like pink and just very official and I it seemed very holiday like too it was around the holidays but yeah it's just like a really nice uh like holiday experience with my grandmother. Wow, that's so special. Did she kind of get into the fun of American Girl too? She would get the catalogs. So she would order stuff for me. But yeah, she definitely like, she didn't read any of the stories or anything, but she would definitely uh, get stuff to her house mainly because she knew I liked it. And she, yeah. That's wonderful. That's so sweet. Do you remember what your favorite, thing that you ever got as a gift from your grandmother um for your doll was oh my gosh okay so I don't know why I loved this so much but with the bitty babies I don't remember if it came with it or if it if it was an accessory but they had a bitty bear yeah it's just like the oh. little stuffed bear I don't know why I was obsessed with that oh my god just- so cute it was so tiny too yes and I was just oh my I just now remember that too with that <laughs> question I forgot about that oh my god I think Lauren, that was my <laughs> you are just speaking our language here we love, we love Bitty Bear, Bitty Bear. <laughs> so much Bitty Bear is like just so impossibly adorable like oh I like, see Bitty Bear and I want to cry immediately so tiny too it was so So cute cute. and like all of the little accessories like when you would buy like the bitty baby outfit and then it would come with like a little matching like bonnet or something small for the bitty bear to wear it would have ear holes (laughs) it's too cute it's so sad that they retired (laughs) bitty bear like they have other animals for bitty babies now but they no longer have the original bitty bear and I don't know why (laughs) it was too I oh my gosh when we got rid of my stuff um when my mom like when I'd outgrown it obviously that was like the one thing I think I held on to a little later like I was like oh no get get rid of the bitty baby just I want the little bear in like the matching (laughs) outfits I don't I so I think it may be somewhere in my parents' house. I would have to go check. But yeah, I forgot <laughs> they had the little, like the matching bonnet. And oh, oh my gosh, just memories. It was so cute. I know. American Girl, if you're listening to this, please <laughs> relaunch Bitty Bear. I will 100% purchase Bitty Bear and the little accessories for Bitty Bear <laughs> if you just relaunch them, please. Honestly. Like, Oh my god. I would probably have multiple. Like it it's just <laughs> the one thing that I just can't understand why they would do this. He was or I don't know if it was a he, but or no, because he had they had little bonnets, but just I the, always the cutest thing. 
I always and I have discussed that it's like a bitty bear is like a genderless entity. I can I can hang with that. They're like it's a it's whatever you want it to be. Like at any given moment, like if it's like in a boy outfit, it's a boy, and if it's in a girl outfit, it's a girl. But like we were wondering the exact same thing on one of our past episodes, right? or just like yeah, what is bitty bear? But whatever yeah. you need it to be. Exactly. Lauren, we ask this of all of our guests with those who have had the create your own dolls. Do you remember what you named your doll? Like, was she Lauren? Was she something else? Did she have no name? I always thought the assumption was that they were just you in doll size. So I was just like, (laughs) it's Lauren, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Did your friends also have American Girl dolls? Um, I, so the girl who I mentioned before that let me know about the American Girl fashion show, I knew she was into them. I'm not sure she had a doll. I knew she read the books. I remember having other friends who would talk about going to the American Girl place in Chicago. Yeah. But I don't ever remember having like a doll party and being like, hey, let's, let's get our dolls together and dress them up. <laughs> I but yeah, I definitely Fair. had friends who were told who were into American Girl and read the books as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because the books were, you know, always like in the school library in addition to like the regular library. So I feel like when one person in your school like discovers American Girl books, it like ripples through the rest of the class because like you're going to the school library and taking them out. Um, so that was like my experience with it that like a lot of not everybody had dolls, but like a lot of girls were familiar with the books at the very mm-hmm. least. And mm-hmm. perhaps uh their grandparents also received a catalog via strategic <laughs> marketing. Were you also into the AG magazine? It was a dream of mine to be featured in the magazine for sure. I don't know Ugh. why. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the magazine, Lauren? Because, you know, they had like the help section, the craft sections, the like long form story sections. Was there anything you really looked forward to zeroing in on when you'd get that magazine? One um, feature I remember in particular, other than the like recipes and crafts, what I remember was at the towards the back, they'd be like, there was this one section that was like, guess who I am? And it yes. was a famous person. And it would just give you clues about who this person was. And you're supposed to turn the page. And it was like, it's Tara Lipinski. But I remember <laughs> she was one of the, the featured. Uh, I remember Mrs. Fields was one of the featured people in it oh my goodness I just came across (laughs) that issue recently (laughs) I don't know why I remembered that I think I just thought this the story of her like getting started was really interesting and obviously I I did not guess who that was but the Tara Lipinski one (laughs) I remember they had like a picture of her when she was still roller skating and she hadn't moved up to ice skating but you could tell it was Tara Lipinski, like she had the bangs and whatnot. <laughs> oh my God. You just saying that, like I could very clearly envision in my head exactly the picture you're talking about. 
I need to track this down. <laughs> I feel like it's, so many memories are being unlocked. Yeah, I remember that that section. Um, and then I feel like the wouldn't they usually spot like the cover girl too? Or they would have a blurb about the cover girl inside of the magazine. Yeah, yes. they would. We actually had one of the cover girls on our podcast I saw. a few months ago. <laughs> and it was so fun chatting with her to hear about her experiences. Her name is Carly Eldridge for anyone wanting to go back to take a listen to that episode. But yeah, like it was so cool how they just featured like so many everyday regular girls across the country. Like it really felt accessible and that like, you know, maybe we could be in the magazine one day. Yeah, it definitely felt like it wasn't unattainable. Like they, these weren't girls that were like, you know, had more means. It just yeah, felt like American girls. That could be you or me. And I think that's one reason why I really liked it because um, they just featured so many different girls. They'd feature girls maybe in wheelchairs or in different backgrounds. So I think that's one thing reason why I resonated where a lot of people resonate with that so much because it they just featured everybody and you could see yourself in a lot of these girls definitely did totally. you remember the section that had like advice from girls like they would give like a topic and then they would maybe like interview like a classroom full of girls and what you know how they would handle a situation like jealousy or divorce or you know sometimes like hard topics I definitely remember the advice uh portions of the magazine because I tried to write into one for something really stupid I don't think it was <laughs> something <laughs> I think I just wrote about it just to get in yeah it was, I think it was like my my friend won't let me borrow her hat and I asked her really <laughs> nicely. It was just really, it was Oh really my ridiculous. God. That help section in the back, like they gave such smart advice to girls that like, I don't know. I feel like the advice would be applicable to anyone at any age really, but it was like in a very digestible way for young girls to comprehend. Right. Yes. Yeah. I was revisiting um, an issue that I have from the 90s that was specifically about friendship and going back to that help section a lot of the you know issues that these girls were writing in about with friends are very like emblematic of like their age like you know it's over you know very small things or things that seem small to us now as adults but the advice that they were getting back was like universally applicable to present day me like it was very like sensible friendship advice and I I used to love to go back and read the help section just to see like what the what the gossip was from (laughs) from different girls and I definitely was a little judgmental when I was a kid where I would like read something and be like that's a mess or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but I think it was just like special for you know us being at that age that there is like a magazine for us that caters to us without being like very um I don't know without like talking down to girls it was very much exactly what um you know you needed at that time in your life without feeling like it was an adult sort of like speaking down to you it it almost felt like they crowdsourced enough stuff from girls that it was like for girls by girls essentially which I really liked yeah I definitely got that feel with that it never felt like it was from like a corporate voice trying to sound like a girl it felt like it came from 
from a girl. Right. Like yeah. they gave, they, they like passed the microphone to the girls directly. You know, it was probably a bunch mm-hmm. of like women in their twenties, thirties, forties and above, you know, at the corporate <laughs> office of American girl. And they really, you know, shown the spotlight on their readership and letting them kind of be at the front and center in a lot of ways in the magazine. Um, mm-hmm. It gave me like a, lifelong love of magazines like I love a good magazine Mm -hmm. even to this day and I feel like they always kept it fun and fresh with interesting content my only gripe is that it didn't come out more often because I was it was it was two months right yeah yeah bi-monthly yeah Uh, I remember that I agree it could have definitely had more issues each year that would have been nice Mm -hmm. But now I'm but kind you- of happy for my bank account because I'm like furiously purchasing them on eBay. And I'm like, oh, I already have a full year with these six issues. <laughs> I wish I had <laughs> saved all of the issues I had. Not, I mean, I didn't really think about it. Like when you're that age, you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm like, right. why do I? But now <laughs> I really wish I could go back and look at all those like just recipes or just like what the world was like in yeah. that like time capsule. Right? Like, yeah. the content is still relevant, but, it, like, I don't know. It just evokes such, like, a feeling in time. Totally. Think, yeah. It's, like, timeless, but also from a specific period. I mean, it evokes a certain period in that it probably couldn't ever exist today because yeah, it's just, like, we're not, as a society, like, kids and or like preteens are not, I don't think as like positioned to want to participate in that exact way that the American girl magazine came together. I think that there's other like facsimile things that, you know, could be different um, ways to like have community in the same way. But um, I feel like it was just like, so in and of itself emblematic of that time period because I don't think there would be any other time period than like in the like late 20th century that you could like have like this opportunity to like read about other girls, like also have some like cute recipes, like also like read about a woman who like once was a girl your age and like what she was like. And um, so, you know, in that way, they kind of had like lightning in a bottle. Um, So it's very unique, I think, overall. That's such a good point. Like that can't exist today because I feel like also people have access, you know, kids that have access with social media and the internet. Like I was reading this pre-internet, yeah. you know, where I didn't have like the capability to even like fathom what another girl's life was like across the country, you know, and now that's accessible information and it's just a different world yeah I miss it but I'm that's why I highly (laughs) recommend to anybody else that misses it to just pick up a copy of your favorite issue on eBay because it will bring you so much joy I promise (laughs) while you're there find an old uh copy of the care and keeping of you if you want to be traumatized (laughs) yes wait yes let's talk about this Lauren you did you have a copy of it growing up I don't know why but on a trip to the bookstore one day I don't know if it was with I don't remember if it was with my grandma or my nana 
but I asked for them to buy me this book. I I guess maybe I don't, I really don't know why, because some of the things in there were very traumatizing and (laughs) there were uh, pictures that would help you. Um, I'm not going to go into that, but (laughs) I, I really, I really don't know why, like looking back, I was, I was thinking, did you get this as a gift? And I was like, no, you asked for this. Like, (laughs) I, I, I don't know why I asked for them to buy me that book. It did certainly help. Um, when I actually read it because, um, yeah, I, it's definitely looking back. I'm glad something like that existed for girls, to be honest. I, I, I joke about it, but there are a lot of things in there that I don't think I would have asked my mom if they like about like that. I don't think I would have been comfortable talking to my mom about, you know, how do I put in a tampon or I remember there was one very jarring diagram about boob sizes. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. like, laughs> there are a couple of jarring di- diagrams in there. Let me get that straight. But there was <laughs> one I remember there the the boob size one was really um eye-opening because I think as a girl I thought when you started to get boobs they would just automatically look like kind of the movies are like round like just these just boobs as you know the final form yeah yeah (laughs) and it it definitely showed a diagram of the stages and then where you're gonna end up and that was definitely helpful um yeah just simple things like you gotta wash your ass every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my gosh (laughs) I remember there was definitely not a chapter but a little thing about hey you need to take a shower (laughs) sometimes especially after you're you're active you really need to take a shower and there's this thing called deodorant that you you need to start using so in hindsight, yeah. I, t- I totally laugh about it and joke and kiki about it. But I hope there's something like that for girls now, because there's some things that you're embarrassed to talk about with your mom, even though she's yeah. been through it. This book definitely like spelled it out. And was, and I think it talked a little bit about, you know, your feelings too, like how you're going to feel when you when you get to this stage. So yeah, these conversations are just making me realize how valuable and how lucky we were to grow up with American Girl. Oh my gosh, yes. And that book, I feel like, almost made it seem like some of the things you could go through would be fun or exciting. Like, I remember, you know, reading that book and being like excited to shave my legs <laughs> um, or like excited to buy a bra. Um, And so I feel like in that way, like, I'm so glad that I had it because I think that, you know, those things like are not exciting when you get older. But, you know, to have that like brief period of being like, wow, can't wait to buy my first like training bra is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. (laughs) So I I definitely remember the page with the different bra types, too. It's like you can get a sports bra. And then this oh is a God. more traditional yes. bra. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, Lauren, one of the questions that we always love to kind of wrap up this portion of the podcast is asking our guests 
What lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? Just that, I think the strongest impression it left is that you're okay just being you as you are. It. I feel like a lot of the um, the content and a lot of the messages through either like the magazines or the books, just the message was just like, just be yourself and and comfortable in your own skin and I like I said before it definitely showed different types of girls and just showcased different walks of life and I again I think that's so important especially at that age growing up another thing is that girls are really really strong and powerful and that we (laughs) yeah we can do a lot I feel like foremost of anything that was one message that kind of like girls are the future it was very I don't want to steal from the Spice Girls but it was very girl power ish it was just like look at these girls like this girl is raising money for this this girl does this and just with the thing like the the guess who this American girl is like Mrs. Fields made a whole empire out of baking cookies so if I were to sum it all up I would say that girl power was like their main message honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Really putting a strong emphasis on girls getting a strong foundation as children to empower them as they grow up. And that is such a strong takeaway from all of the books, the magazines, all of these different touch points of American Girl and ways to interact with it. There's so many different ways that you could engage with it, but I love that their messaging was so positively consistent regardless of what aspect of it you were most engaged with whether it was the dolls the magazine the books like they they really had a wonderful cohesive message um that is just still relevant today which I love too definitely and it wasn't like maybe like the dolls of the 19 like 50s that were focused on like being a little mommy you know like Mm -hmm. the more like domestic affairs which is fine but it was so much it was so much more than that it really showed a limitless view for what women can achieve and do and that just building that confidence in us so yeah it's it's pretty amazing (laughs) (laughs) I wonder I wonder how much they like knew of like what impact it would leave on so many people who were interested in it at the time like how much value we all took from it because I mean at the time I didn't even realize how important that brand was to you know my upbringing you know not really until we started exploring it every week on this podcast together and you know hearing from um the amazing people in the AGW community just what a lasting impact and impression it would have on all of us yeah it's the reason why the three of us are sitting here right now truly (laughs) so Lauren you gave a couple celebrities that you um picked as your favorites and something we always ask our guests is what dolls we think their favorite celebrities would have. And this can be because of their personalities or um, because of, you know, something that they're very interested in or where they're from. But um, starting with Zendaya, which doll do you think she would have if she could have one? And maybe she did have one. We don't know. But (laughs) which do you think she would have? 
Well, I think Zendaya, since she's such a fashionista, like I, I'm all over whatever she wears whenever there's an Instagram post. I would probably say Samantha, just because I remember Samantha always being in like the tip topest like outfits like just with bows and stuff um yeah any yeah was there another one no I think she'd be a Samantha girl honestly yeah (laughs) yeah from one fashion icon to another Samantha to Zendaya I think that makes all the sense in the world (laughs) um wait I take that back if as far as fashion icons I mean Addie her her outfits the pink dress, the taffeta Christmas dress. Uh, that Christmas yes. dress is impeccable. <laughs> so amazing. I wanted that. Oh my God. I, I wanted that for Christmas <laughs> just to wear it. Probably uh. would have grown out of it, but <laughs> let's not get it twisted. I think Addie was definitely top tier as fashion too. So we could go with Addie as well. <laughs> I love it. They're both they're they are both very distinct in terms of the fashions that the American girls had. And I feel like Addie just like had Samantha had looks that I appreciated when I was younger, I think, because it was like a lot of like pink and a lot of like bows and lace and flowers. And like Addie has looks I appreciate now like that blue school suit and like the taffeta dress and like the um I think it's her summer outfit her birthday outfit that's like a gorgeous like pinafore dress where I'm just like (laughs) oh my gosh like these are you know a lot of them put Samantha's to shame so Mm -hmm. I I agree I think it could go either way um, and what about Megan the Stallion? Do you think that she resonates with a specific doll? Oh my goodness. Um when I think of Megan the Stallion, I think of strong, can really tough it. Um, so I'd go with Kirsten because she was out there on the wagon. <laughs> folks get folks getting dysentery. Yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think she identifies with a strong, a really strong figure like <laughs> like Kirsten. She could survive in the like. Weren't they settling in Minnesota or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if she'd want to go to Minnesota, but she could probably. Tough it, tough <laughs> she, it could. she could. She <laughs> could. But those are great answers, and we've never had those two celebrities mentioned yet. I don't think. Um, oh, cool. So I like when we get some different ones because then we get to hear answers we've never heard before. Yeah. Um, oh, Lauren, it has been such a joy to connect with you today. Thank you for taking us through your experience at the fashion show and just reliving some prime moments. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, off mic, I've really loved the this past year of all these American Girl accounts and just people getting together and realizing how amazing it was and how much of a gem it was growing up. So thank you guys, because your account is so, so nostalgic in it. (sighs) Whenever I see a post, I'm just like, oh my God, like it just, it, the, the memories flood back and they're good memories. So thank you. 
thank you. you. That truly means so much. It's, (laughs) you know, so fun to tap back into this nostalgia and these moments. And I feel like I personally am so excited to kind of revisit these like 90s and early 2000s memories. And it just is really cool that like, it's like a collective experience that we're all sharing in this joy of nostalgia together. It's really fun to explore. But where could everyone find you after this, Lauren? I'm mostly just on Instagram. Um, my handle is at low underscore Oliver. When you type it out, it kind of looks like glasses because of the O and then the underscore oh. and the O. <laughs> I I did not do that on purpose. I remember when someone pointed, <laughs> pointed it out to me. But on there, I usually post about... Like right now, it's a lot of KU basketball stuff. Go Jayhawks. <laughs> Usually I post about stuff um, I'm watching or list- I post songs daily a bunch. Um, but yeah, I'm catch me on the IG on the gram. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.